0: I like to go one off usually, but now I have both on. How do you do one
1: off? Just usually like this, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for a podcast or for yeah.
0: Now I can hear the room. Yeah, that's important.
1: This is kind of tripping me out. I feel like I'm in a. I feel like I'm on Joe Rogan. When I'm on when I'm on an airplane, I have those noise counseling headphones, and so every time the the stewardess comes by asking for like a drink, I feel like I'm always screaming at her because I can't hear myself. (laughs) That's a big problem with (laughs) noise-canceling headphones. But what I found out the hard way is that your noise-canceling
0: headphones do not cancel out bodily function noises that come from yourself <laughs> and they don't uh self vaporize the farts that i'm unleashing what so you, like sometimes like at starbucks i'll be sitting there and i'll be like working on something or at uh you know a coffee shop i'll be like working and i'm like oh, i gotta let one out and it's like oh you won't hear it yeah and i'll be like Boo! and i'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah. not only could everybody else hear it but now they're gonna have to deal with smelling it yeah and they know it came from the fucking big guy with the uh protein shaker cup and all the coffee yeah. We need to get a better pair. Uh, we need to get, yeah, we need to get some, uh, step it up, Bose. Yeah. We need to get some Bose headphones that like suck in, you know, the yeah. air or something. I don't just, know how work. it works. Blow it
1: away. A constant running fan by you.
0: Yeah. I don't know how that works, but yeah, I was just like, Oh my God, it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't work out for me quite the way that I thought mm. I, you know, I, I've had a, a bunch of, uh, embarrassing moments that have happened like that when I'm, uh, I'm with my son, Jake, um, He and I go for walks all the time. And uh, I was telling Quinn, I was like, oh, me and Jake are going to go on a walk. And she's like, she's like, good for you. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, oh, well, do you want to come with us? You know, she's always like real feisty. You know, she likes to mess with me a lot. And, uh, she's like, no way. She's like, I'm not going on that fart walk with you. (laughs) I was like fart walk. I was like, why would it be a fart walk? Because she, and she's like, well, because you're walking and you're probably farting the whole time. Then so we go outside and we start walking and I start letting out a couple farts. Jake's like, every time we start on these ten minute walks, you're always letting loose. I'm like, well, it's always right after dinner. It's after a long day and you know, just I'm relaxed. Things are moving. I'm um, with the family. We're, when when's an appropriate time or
1: inappropriate I, I, time? I don't think there ever is. An what about appropriate in the gym? Time? Sometimes guys let loose in the gym and yeah, it just kind of bogs down. The I was getting called out pretty bad last night for oh. letting it go. Cause I, I hopped on that Mark Bell uh, Instagram post diet for three days, to do a little uh, cleanse, just ate nothing but meat. And uh, yeah. you had a lot of, lot of meat in your stomach and you Day were just three, a couple of GHR <laughs> reps.
0: And... <laughs> See, I think, uh, you know what? I'd have to say during a rep, it's okay. You know, like it's, it's fine. Yeah.
1: Because you, you're, you're so tense. Like people know you're doing so, everything you can. In your defense, and this, and this is
0: what you can use forever, Smokey. You can rely on this forever. I have hurt my back before from holding in a fart on a deadlift. <laughs> oh, no way. I was like about 16 and I was deadlifting at Mid-Hudson Bodybuilding in Poughkeepsie, New York. Shout out to uh, one of the first gyms I ever walked into. One of the first commercial gyms I ever walked into. And uh, I was pulling on some weight. Can't remember what it was. Probably three, four plates, something like that at the time. Maybe Trying 600. To, yeah, maybe. I wasn't <laughs> that strong, uh, especially on yeah, the deadlift or squat at a young age. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm pulling on some weight. And I was like, oh, man, like this is not going to be good. Because at that time, I didn't really know a lot about nutrition. But I was like, ah, oh, you got to get protein shakes and this and that. And I didn't really realize how uh, problematic lactose was for me. I was just like. This is normal. I'm gonna bodybuild and power lift, So I should be farting and shitting my pants all the time. And so I was just <laughs> going for it. And I had this big old, I'd have big old metric shake before I'd hit the gym, mixed in with some ultimate orange. Which and this <laughs> is what, like
1: 25 years ago? This so is a this million is before current times. This stuff. So people great.
0: that people that are of similar age, they'll be able yeah. to relate. <clears throat> when you used to put your metrics in your um blender and you know they didn't have like a fucking crazy ninja blender and all the crazy stuff they have now that sounds like a fucking jet airplane taking off they had shitty blenders back then but the metrics would break your blender and it would just go so it would he would go so crazy your blender would be so mad and your blender would actually get like hot like sometimes it would smoke motors because yeah even when you had a lot of water in there the metrics would be like bro and then when you were done and you hit the off button you'd see like that little bubble trickle up and you're like this is going to be thick so that stuff used to just wreak havoc on my on my stomach and i'm in the gym one day and i'm like well you know we fart in here a little bit but i don't want to be like blowing ass all over the place and being gross so i tried to hold in a fart on like rep three or four of a deadlift totally blew out my back
1: <laughs> so okay I ha- i'll use that i don't i don't want to get injured so i just got to let it out that's the story of my heredited disc spinal you got to let that fucking air out, Smokey. Yeah. Well, you know me. I make a lot of noises letting my air out before I hit the set.
0: Mm. I do think that it's inappropriate in the gym, though, under m- most circumstances. I'd say go for a good fart walk. <laughs> yeah. Walk it outside. Try to scrape it off.
1: You know, you got to kind of wave it off. You know, you got to get the hand on the shorts and kind of shuffle Maybe it out Maybe it's there. just the people you're around. Like, if I'm in front of people I like and care about. I'll take the time, but if I just have no respect for anybody and I hate everybody, then it just doesn't matter at that. What point. about girls? Does it not mar- marry? Does well, not matter because you're married. So yeah, you're married. Like, I think it's actually it helps me. It's like a deterrent, right?
0: Hmm. Like
1: it's like oh, if I just keep farting all the time around girls, like no one will. Oh, you don't have to worry about them chasing you home. Yeah, is that a problem? Like, as it is now, oh, it's a huge problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know, a big, it's a big
0: issue. Ladies and guys. It's probably the...
1: Uh, it's the beard for the guys.
0: It's probably the bulky biceps. You know, I posted that picture of you deadlifting the other day on my Instagram. People got all excited. Yeah. To, like, Smokey's looking jacked. And I was like, oh, oh great. Now, I gotta, now we got to hear
2: about this <laughs> for I don't know how long, <laughs> I, right, Andrew? I didn't bring it up <laughs> once today. Well, now I'm concerned because you fart around me all the time. Oh, I don't want you to fall in love. Actually, thank you. <laughs> 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 what, if he, what if he was just like, like I, what if it
0: got him excited? You never know. There's some freaks in this place. Yeah, there's going to be someone that's, this is going to be the thing that gets them going. I mean, Andy will say something to me and, or I'll say something to her and she was like, you're so gross. She's like, I'm going to punch you. I'm like, any contact, any contact will be good. Just any of it. I'll take all of it. Yeah. She's like, you're a sick bastard. I was like, you don't even understand how, how much of a sick bastard. Keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm getting hard right (laughs) now. It's just
2: just getting warmed up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She doesn't even understand how gross. Does your wife understand
1: how gross you are? Yeah, we've been together for eleven years, so she knows oh. she knows a lot of how gross I am. She knows you're disgusting. Yeah, she's pretty good about it, though. How's it worked out?
0: Uh, you uh, not being on the train anymore does that help?
1: Yeah, it helps a lot. Um, I mean, of
0: course, s- you got to say yes because you're here at Slingshot now. But I meant try. from like a timing perspective.
1: Yeah, from a time perspective. Uh, yeah, I, there were about eighteen-hour days because I had an hour each way mm-hmm. commute, and I was gone. So four days a week, uh, you know, MIA up, you know, one thirty in the morning home at like seven or eight and just trying to go back to bed. So, um, it, I didn't, for four years I did that and it was kind of crazy to think of uh, weekdays you could get things done because yeah. four days a week you didn't get anything done. No, you, you can't go to the store. Can't go to the bank, the dentist, you know, any yeah. of these like
0: things that you have to take care of the DMV or just yeah. anything. It's like a big thing, right? And, and then you gotta, I,
1: now I can get off work and like go to dinner with my wife yeah. or cook something like it's, it's, hard, it's a it's whole nother thing. To be honest,
0: it's why I brought it up. It's uh, hard to get this guy to work, and so I figured we'd just bring it out in the air live. Just call me out. <laughs> just, we might as well just air out his uh, dirty drawers on, on uh, live internet. I hope not. No, no I'm kidding. Was it, uh, you look back at that time, and is it kind of, uh, are you you kind of almost shocked at uh you're able to still be really productive lift from a lifting perspective, because now if you get sidetracked, even just a little bit, or we just have a long day in here, you must kind of sometimes be like, how did I travel an hour and a half and then still go in and have enthusiasm to lift like a goddamn maniac?
1: Yeah. I, now you're traveling 10 feet from your office it, to the, it's kind of a trip. Um, I, I don't, Think my train my is obviously better. I'm around the team, which is awesome because I was training by myself when I was. Uh, He's in, paid in the bay, it, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Use, you? using all my slingshot products, mm-hmm. um, but it it is different because I had an, I had a split shift, so I I literally had like an eight hour break during the day. So I would work super early, have an eight hour break during the day, and have a, go back to work and then drive home. Um, so I had a, it was like the only thing I was looking forward to. Maybe that's the thing I had like one thing to look forward to wow. in those four days, and that was it. That was to train.
0: That so you like, had to like really prioritize a schedule. Otherwise yeah. you weren't going to be able to, did you bring food with you and stuff when you were doing the train stuff?
1: Yeah. So the first part, the first few years we actually had a per diem at the hotel we mm. stayed at, um, which was pretty cool. Um, you definitely gained some weight the first year and then kind of realized, all right, I can't just eat like an asshole gonna, like tone it down. Just do like yeah. hamburger patties and stuff like that. And then uh, that got, they got rid of that. So I started bringing my own food and I had a, a new, had a, a gym membership, like mm. a whole separate gym membership to right. place up there and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. I get a lot of people that ask me questions, people that are, uh, you know, police officers, firemen, people that, you know, they'll sometimes work two, three days in a row and then they'll have a, a you know, a shift off and they ask, you know, how they, how they can kind of mix it up. How did you work it out?
1: Um, so it, I, I trained here still Saturday, Sunday. And so, um, I had, I worked four four tens. So it varied Monday through Friday. So if I was here a Tuesday or Thursday, I would train with the team and then i trade pretty consistently, you know, 95 plus right. percent of the time on Saturday, Sunday with the team. So I just did whatever I couldn't do here. So although oh, I, gotcha. I, I would watch you guys on YouTube and check in <laughs> with, you know, the podcast and all that stuff that's going on, you know, having definitely a fear of what FOMO, fear of missing out. Um,
0: I still get that by the way, like when I travel somewhere and I'll see like you and David Webb and some other guys lifting, and
1: I'm like, Oh, fuck i know for a fact i'm gonna like, get that because, i'm like i need to go back to sacramento
0: i hate uh, leaving
1: this place i know you get that and then at the la fit expo you weren't able to make it this year and i remember you were like damn it why did i not go i was like because you couldn't make it I was like well we yeah. need to figure this out
0: next year so, i did have a lot of a lot of things going on around that time but, yeah uh it is it is great to uh you know I, I guess some of my point in bringing some of this up is like regardless of of your situation you have to kind of create your own <clears throat> create your own bubble. Yeah, You know, and not let a, a other shit or other people uh, get inside that bubble so you can do the things that you want to do, do the things that you love doing. What was some, What's something that keeps you motivated? Because, you know, some people, uh, you know, they get motivated by music or some people are just, oh, they've always been motivated from the time they're young. Is there like a mentor or anybody in your life or anything that's happened where you're just, you know, super excited to go train your face
1: off every day? Yeah. So motivation in the gym. um <laughs> It, it i like i like arms i like bicep like feeling jacked i guess i guess yeah. that's the thing so whether like i like i i genuinely enjoy it yeah. and i and i like and that's why i kind of like doing arms because i can i can do bodybuilding movements hypertrophy and i i literally feel like i worked out sometimes as we get closer to a meet you're doing singles you're doing things of course those those sets are extremely difficult but after right. the fact you're not feeling like holy crap i'm so drained hmm. um But when I do hypertrophy and doing those things, so I just, I just genuinely enjoy it. And I I actually really enjoy training with people I like that's right. the, that's probably the key thing i mean if you find a person or two yeah
0: a lot of times i see you grabbing somebody new you know you'll grab a hold of someone new or yeah, somebody that actually, hasn't
1: maybe trained with you in a while that's actually pretty funny you bring that up. i really enjoy that i'll see someone that's not really training with the team or they you know they're here for the day or just visiting for the week like and you're I'll doing go, shoulders and biceps with yeah, like, so I me mean. what are you doing they're like i'm doing squats i'm like all right now you're doing back yeah. <laughs> and i'll just grab them and i'll say follow me and we'll just go through a workout and i, lo- I, did, I love that uh, I did something similar with Andrew a couple of days ago.
0: Um, he I think I hate you for it. Yeah, it was Sunday. No,
2: it, it was great. It was, I loved it actually. Yeah,
0: it was Sunday. We hit up podcast. We talked to the Sacramento Kings uh, strength coach Ramsey couldn't find anyone today to get on the podcast. So we're just doing what we can. Yeah. As you guys Bottom can see, this is not going so well as it is. If you tune out, I totally and I 100% understand. Uh, but yeah, I grabbed a hold of Andrew and said, hey, let's uh, hit up some bench. Uh, the main reason why I did that, though, was selfish. I didn't want to lift. You know, and yeah. that's, and that's what's uh, important. I think some of you guys listen to this, that maybe you don't have a training partner, maybe you don't want to hang, you know, to train with people all the time, but you know, <laughs> it's, it sounds kind of funny to say it this way, but use people, Yeah. you know, um, cause it's mutual. You're using each other and you're both getting a benefit from it encourage each other. And um, that energy is going to have you produce something that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to produce on your own.
1: Yeah. It's win-win both uh just going back to the train there was i was one of the people that had a gym membership and i ended mm. up getting most of the staff to get gym memberships because our our shifts fluctuate and i was like hey well, let's go to the gym today and so i finally got to bring more and more people and it was honestly yeah for selfish reasons what's I going on with partner. your
0: uh what's going on with your boyfriend lauren
1: you little guys used low. to work on the train together after yeah a little so bit, right? yeah so lauren and i met in college um at <whistles> lauren with a l-o-r-e-n <laughs> Male Lauren. He's very, very handsome guy. He's so handsome. He's six three. He's jacked, and he has the most feminine name. It's like rough. Mm. But super nice guy though. Too nice. Yeah. Possibly too nice. <laughs> I have a couple stories where it went off on me, but I have a tendency to push people's buttons. He's so. got it's just, he's got very large arms. He he's did got some huge pipes. Oh yeah. He, well he blew out a bicep he, and he lost a lot of weight. Yep. Can't half lose the, weight half the man he used to be? Yep but uh he's good he's working he uh he made it with um he went to the police academy he's working for a local police department so Mm -hmm. it's really good to see him transition but yeah him and i used to work on the train together you guys have like something going on like special right it's different he was the stand-in best man at my wedding Mm. i mean how awesome is that opportunity and does your wife know about you know extracurriculars that you have going on with him uh, she knows she just kind of rubs it off. Like it's not a big thing, but mm. I, deep down it probably gets to her. It probably, a <laughs> little, je- little jealousy. probably some uh, jealousy. Yeah. Hey, what do you think about this fucking Uber thing? This, uh, self-driving vehicle that it, it fucking killed somebody. Yeah. Someone was crossing the street and I think the self-driving car smashed into and killed him. I
0: fucking can't believe that. It was just, yeah.
1: uh, some girl on a bike or something, right? Yeah. I'm not, it, I saw an image of kind of the layout of the map and it looked like she might've been like jaywalking. Mm. Like, so it wasn't a cross, from what I could see, it wasn't a crosswalk. It wasn't like at a light. It was yeah. just like, like someone would be an idiot and like running across a street type situation, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're yeah. not paying well, attention and yeah. the car obviously can't react, I guess the same. It, you know, it's
0: uh, it's one thing if there's an injury, right? You know? Mm, yeah. And really no harm, no foul. You know, someone gets a little jacked up and, uh, you know, lawsuit and, uh, everybody just kind of looks the other way and moves on. Right. But Yeah. You know, somebody lost their fucking life because there's a self-driving vehicle. Now they, they passed a, they, so they just allowed these recently. They passed a law that allowed these into the market. Right.
1: Yeah. I think they've been doing it for a few years or testing. them.
0: I think they've been testing it for a while, which makes sense. Right. Um, but the self-driving vehicle has a driver still. And this car, this car did have one. Yeah. It had someone behind the wheel, but I don't know what the fuck they were doing.
1: Yeah, so on the report I read, it, it mentioned how many uh, miles, I guess, they've done testing on it. And there was like 63 incidents in a ton where the, the driver that was in the passenger seat had to take control of the vehicle, mm-hmm. which in the scheme of things was, is such a minute amount. Right. Right. Um, but again, that's 63 opportunities where I mean, yeah. those are lives. And, yeah, and I wonder it's not something you can come back from.
0: Yeah, I wonder uh, in this case, like if the person was able to react quick enough, I wonder how well that whole system works and being able to take the car back over. Yeah. Or if there's some sort
1: of like other thing involved, you know? Yeah, it's the same thing. Kind of like if you're on your phone, you can't react or you're not paying attention or changing the radio mm-hmm. or eating or. That's what I was thinking. I was immediately thinking about the phone,
2: yeah. you know,
0: um, Uber drivers in general, they're kind of on their phone a bunch. Like they're trying to poke in the uh, address yeah. and they're trying to hustle to the next thing. And uh, Or using multiple
1: Uber and Lyft. Like they're doing both at the same time. They sometimes like they maximize.
0: Yeah. They sometimes, see, yeah, they sometimes seem like they have, you know, multiple phones and stuff. Going. I mean, it just seems like they're distracted. Yeah. You know, and in this case, I mean, this is a huge, this is a huge tragedy. But w- what came to my mind immediately, I was just kind of thinking like, man, like, you know, some of these people that are in technology, um, you know, like Jeff Bezos and some of these other guys that are uh, Elon Musk, they must kind of be like just shaking their head They're like, why the fuck did Uber ever even have self-driving vehicles like Uber? Uber's is a fucking app and yeah. it's an idea. I know the guy, you know, I don't know the guy personally, but I know that the guy that started it, uh, he's got some technology background but i think it's like kind of more internet based but I, he, it's not some sort of
1: techno technological juggernaut why is I'm it sure. why is it going in this direction i think yeah. as people like we just won't stop moving forward yeah and moving forward is replacing humans in a lot of jobs you know right. whether it's the kiosk or the register at mcdonald's right. you know being no one operates it other than the machine or now
0: amazon has all these trucks now i think yeah. right and and I, I don't know what the deal is going on with those but those are they bought, like, a shit ton of them. Yeah. The it's, fuck's gonna happen with that? It's... It's, it's interesting, you know, because one minute we'll be complaining, right, that people are getting hurt and people are getting killed, and this is a this is a huge thing for somebody to fucking lose their life. Uh, however, there's gonna be a time where we push a button and something shows up even faster than it already does now. And we're gonna love it. And or, or it's cheaper. We're gonna love it, or we'll be complaining about it that it didn't come faster, yeah. that it wasn't, yeah. It, yeah, when it gets to be cheaper... We'll no longer probably be bitching about it as much. Yeah, you know? when you affect the wallet, it changes everything. You start to uh, you start to reap the reward the reward of it, and it changes everything. Yeah,
2: just like Amazon Fresh, like everybody yeah. complains about like not having like the mom and pop shop or whatever, but you get on Amazon Fresh, it's cheaper, and it, you just walk outside and it's right at your door. Like, yeah, that's how insane. are you going to argue with that? Like, we yeah.
0: just ordered stuff uh, yes last night. You know, we had uh, my buddy Phil Stevens over and 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 he's like what do you want to do for dinner i was like let's just do you know they have some kids and uh let's just do hot dogs hamburgers be easy and uh she's like okay pops on amazon orders amazon fresh i mean it was at the door just uh you know several hours later yeah. just sitting there i'm like how how, the how does that work
2: yeah who the
1: hell? <laughs> where where is this coming from
2: who yeah. the
0: hell you know who the hell dropped drop this shit off we gotta keep a better eye on them they're just across the street
1: yeah, they are from the gym. We have we a gotta big, we have a big, uh, binoculars
0: or something and t- take a look at what the fuck's going on over there. Yeah. Would you hear about this, uh, this fucking bombing thing, this bomber with the, um, he's had these exploding packages that had like nails and sharp
1: shit in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the Austin, uh, Texas area. God, it's fucking insane, man. It's really sad. A handful of people have been killed, people have been injured, and then finally they had got the suspect, uh, and he like blew himself yesterday up yesterday or today. <clears throat> yeah it it's
0: uh you know there's a lot of wild shit going on out there and even just like um it just just the other day i mean we were talking about how much the fitness industry has grown and, and the different things that are going on with the fitness industry and i'm kind of almost like you know is it going to run out because are we going to be are our worries going to change a lot you know, in like a third world country or some of these countries where uh, they've they've been at war for hundreds of years or 50 plus years or whatever. Uh, you know, a lot of the people that live there, they're not thinking about going to train their biceps or triceps. Yeah. They got they got like they have real legitimate uh, problems and they have I mean, they're worried about their life. They're worried about the safety of their children. Uh, they're worried about the direction of the country all these things, I mean, they keep happening over and over again. Is it going to get to a point where shit just gets so out of control where we don't have some of the things that we enjoy anymore?
1: Yeah, that's very true. I I think it's hard until you actually experience it. And fortunately enough, I I haven't experienced a tragedy like that, but I mean the fires in you know, LA that consumed homes and people, Yeah, we have had fires up here or then the the bombings or mass shootings. I mean, until you kind of are affected by it's kind of hard to, to say what you do and you know people talk a lot about like gun control you know but this fucking
0: guy is just you know I, you can you can make a bomb out of just about anything
1: yeah we had what uh, <clears throat> we had Tony here a couple weeks ago and he was mentioning like okay you control guns then what's you know what's someone to get in a vehicle and just mow down yeah. a bunch of people which we've seen in France I mean anything if there's a was there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadly, if you want to have it done, less. yeah.
0: You know I, what? I always wonder is uh, you know would uh, halting reporting on this help? So it seems like we're inundated by everything that goes on in the internet. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it appears that we're influenced heavily by the internet, right? Yeah. Um, but I still think TV is fucking huge, and I and I wonder if a lot of these networks would just have a stance where they didn't report about it. i i I wonder i I wonder how positive that would be or negative
1: almost like uh we're not gonna report on negative things you're not gonna get any uh any news story or any traffic about it
0: i i think that uh
1: there's some people people
0: out there that are hurting
1: you know mentally
0: physically and they want to hurt other people and they want to you know quote unquote go out with a bang yeah, They want to go out and they want to, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what goes into the, into the mind of some of these people. I've never, uh, I've never had, uh, you know, whatever mental situation these guys have going on, but it's, uh, it's, it's getting to be, it's getting to be crazy. The school shootings, you know, there's another shooting in Maryland recently. Um, you know, I asked my son, I was like, are you, you know, are you scared to go to school? He's like, nah, I was like, that's kind of the way you think though. Right. You're like, that ah, ain't yeah.
1: going to happen here. As a parent, are you scared?
0: Yeah, totally scared. Yeah, it's yeah. de- definitely uh, scary because uh, it just seems like you don't have any control over it. You know, I mean, I, I doubt that. Uh, you know, hopefully, none of these schools get targeted, um, but you just, you just don't know. You don't know. Um, and and it looks like to me that the uh, we're not really figuring out any real solutions to anything yet. So yeah. I don't know I don't know what action or actions have been taken. Um but you know they do fire drills at school and they you know so hopefully hopefully there's uh there are more things to have people aware. I know you know stuff that I've shared with my children, you know, if something looks weird it's weird like just it yeah. does, I don't care how That makes sense embarrassed or strange you think something might be uh somebody says something does something or you you know see somebody with a gun and you ain't sure it's always good just to point it out someone might be like oh that's mr so-and-so he's an undercover cop or what like whatever like okay well we got it figured out you know it's not just some uh maniac running
1: around you know it's crazy though, looking back, like, I don't, I mean, we have a little, we have an age gap, but there's stuff I did as a kid that I'm sure that it was, <laughs> well, you know, it looked terrible or, oh, or yeah. what I said, you know, could have been misconstrued or.
0: Oh my God. As a kid, I you mean, always talk about like killing yourself and running away from home. But nowadays
1: like, though, it's yeah. kind of gone, you know, it's like, it's, they're two extremes, but it's like, unfortunately you have to say something to, to prevent it.
0: As a kid, you know, as like a teenager, um, you know, you get angry at a friend or something it you know, you, I, I mean, I I don't really recall, but I'm sure that I've said, oh, I want to kill that kid. Sure. You know, yeah, yeah. and I use the word kill all the time. Like I say it, all, <laughs> oh, that guy got killed. You yeah, know, people you, are like, you he died. You say it to us a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got killed. Or this guy got killed. You say it to the staff <laughs> a lot. It's often. just,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of just, I guess, a little bit part of my, uh, my lingo, but yeah, you can see how things could get, um, misconstrued and stuff. And they, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of weird shit to be worried about these days. Yeah. Cyber bullying, you know, kids getting text messages and, uh, my daughter is only 10 and, uh, I'm sure Andrew can relate to this too. We're already seeing like, I mean, it happened even at a much younger age at like six, you know, there was, there's kind of clicks within the school yeah. and there's girls are the worst. too. Yeah. And some of them being pretty mean to each other, calling each other names and just, I mean, more than just you know more than just name calling like really being like legitimately mean to each other do you think it's
1: worse than when you were a kid or do you think you're just as a parent because it's your child or it's affected like you i try not to make a big i try to make
0: make a big deal of it because you know hey look you know we're all going to get made fun of and uh some people will say oh you got to block out the noise or whatever but I, i think you know i think listen to the noise and let it register and let it let it let it turn into something but let it turn into something positive you yeah. know, if people are calling you something if people are calling you dumb, people calling you fat,
1: uh, people calling you gay or whatever these things are. Every word you've just said, I heard, <laughs> yes, was called to, was said to me at training <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> last night, every word you just said, I think I was directed at me at some point. You
0: can use those things as, uh, as positive fuel. I mean, yeah. we shouldn't have to go through a lot of stuff, uh, like that, but, um, that is life we're going to be judged by other people it's just kind of the way it goes and
2: i just think it's easier nowadays you know with social media apps and whatnot text it
1: or tweet it or yeah
2: like there's apps now that you can send to people without like showing who you are and that's like one of the leading like uh how do i get that yeah yeah so their kids are using that for cyberbullying now oh and yeah that that's what i you know kind of came to the conclusion like i feel like it is more apparent now because it's just easier it's not face i try to have yeah. my
0: kids interact in person a little bit more too you yeah. know that's what i've been teaching them from a young age is like there's there's not a lot of not there's not a lot of good things that can come from you guys texting people no you know there's this, a lot
1: of personal traits you're going to lose at this at this point
0: you know um somebody when you're I mean, even at our age, uh, something on social media, something somebody says to us can, it can really hurt our feelings. Think about it when your mind is developing and you're 12 or you're 11, uh, maybe you are heavier than you want to be. Maybe you do have a lot of zits. Maybe you, you know, maybe you're not a good athlete. Like maybe there's, maybe there's some truth to some of the things that people say and then they say it and it fucking hurts 10 times worse. Yeah. And it's like, well, what do you, you know, I, I don't How do you control some of that? Uh, I've tried to explain to my kids like you know it's not it's not just kids that have a problem with social media, oh, you it's know adults everybody adults can't even handle it, so with yeah. an adult, you could say, Hey, you know what? there's a certain age for drinking, you know, and then people decide whether they want to drink or smoke, and there's certain things that uh adults do that you know when you get older, you can make a decision to do some of those things, but there's um and adults seem like they can handle it. And if you were 10 and you had some drinks, like maybe, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe wouldn't understand how to handle that. Um, I mean, we all know that everyone can struggle with uh, drugs or alcohol and all that kind of stuff. But you get to an, o- an older age and you can make a decision on your own on what you're doing. Uh, but when it comes to social media, it doesn't seem like anybody handles it all that well. No seems like everyone's got a fucking problem with it you know
1: yeah i think it's just so easy to react it's it's when you're confronted with somebody face to face it's a little bit more difficult you got to be like more methodical in what you're going to say versus you know behind a keyboard you just let it go
2: yeah and with social media like it's not whether it's like drinking or driving whatever it's brand new to literally everybody yeah yeah
1: yeah Uh, kids that's
0: true that's true it's very that's that's the thing you forget at the same time you forget that it's so new yeah yeah um i was talking with uh um uh with austin austin Baumgarten the other day and uh he was like man he's like how do you deal with it sometimes you know you got so many people um it's like some people kind of spend like their whole day trying to like <laughs> bring you down and i'm like well first of all i don't really think that way my brain doesn't work that way um but you know, I, I just try to remain positive. I try to focus in on the, on the fun and cool, positive stuff that I have going on. And I can't really, you know, get caught up in that stuff too much, but you are going to, a lot of times you are going to look at the negative.
1: Yeah. It was, it's kind of a trip the last, uh, like last month, it seems like things have been a little bit, a little bit negative on some of the social media things. And then we went to the Arnold and I was absolutely blown away by the increase of people that wanted to see you and the increase of just, you know, you talk a lot about diet lately and some people want the big right. fat mark. They want the 330, yeah. you know, bench and 600 <laughs> right. pound mark. But the 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 general public, you know, was just pumped to see you and, and to walk right. around the Arnold or just be around town. It was, it was absolutely amazing to see people, you know, and get a signed copy of your book and they, you know, lost 100 pounds or 50 right. pounds or 10 even.
0: Yeah, you know, the only thing that remains the same is change, right? And I always think you got to keep sticking and moving. You yeah. know, I think you have to change. I don't I don't think it's a good idea uh, to sit in the same spot. And I think a lot of these companies and a lot of these other people that are social media presence uh, now and people. Uh, their uh, presence in the fitness industry, they ain't going to be around much longer. You know, they're going to come and they're going to
1: imagine five more years. Yeah. A lot of them,
0: a lot of them will come and a lot of them will go. Um, the audience that we have has grown with us. And, uh, I appreciate that people, you know, the people that are accepting to some of the changes, because I do understand it is a big change, but fuck man, I couldn't uh, lift that way and be that big for, you know, that long. And so of course, everything i do and everything that surrounds all that's going to change a lot you know when you're uh you throw on a 4x t-shirt and you're fucking fat the only thing you feel great about is throwing around some heavy weight that's kind of your main focus you're like oh this is what i'm good at this is what i'm gonna do i got a family i could throw around some heavy shit so we're gonna crank up some music we're not gonna worry about how high our blood pressure is and we're gonna fucking
1: (laughs) what shade of purple you're getting today yeah yeah yeah, (laughs)
0: turn gray like not even purple but that that gray dark thing on you a few times that's when I knew I was getting really strong. Ooh, I, yeah, there's a few sets I seen you. I'm like, oh, man, Mark looks like death. My buddy uh, said it last night. He said, worth it. he said, uh, you know, he said, right now he goes, I'm very strong, but I don't feel good. <laughs> and I was, I was like, that's in, that's interesting. Yeah,
1: that that is kind of the way it works. So yeah, when so before I tore my bicep, I plumped up to 198. Plumps. <laughs> I like that. I like and, plumped, and I felt terrible. Like yeah. I, I physically felt terrible. I walking around pants yeah. everything, but I felt strong.
0: Th- those things, those things kind of sounds funny, but those things, they do, they do chew at you. You know yeah. they do. They do kind of nab at your psyche. There's nothing worse than when you go to a store. I mean, a lot of us we're dudes, so we don't go shopping very often. But even the occasional time that you do go shopping and you try something on, you try on this, you try on that, and you're like, that looks bad. That doesn't fit. That yeah. looks worse. That doesn't fit. That looks terrible. And then you're kind of like blaming whatever store you're at. You're like, why don't they make stuff? <laughs> why do they make stuff a little bigger? Or like, why do they make pants this way? Or like, yeah. you're, you're all the cut. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> the, it's a cut, and you're like, ah, you. You're all frustrated and you couldn't oh, figure out anything to buy, yeah. you know, but when you're in shape and you throw something on, you're you like, feel, oh, it's perfect. You
1: feel, perfect. Good, yeah, you feel that, confident. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: feel a lot, uh, a lot better about yourself. And that's the whole point on why we do a lot of this stuff.
2: Speaking of a couple people in the chat room. What's up? They're saying that Smokey looks jacked. Dang. This he must does. be like a good
1: camera angle. Yeah. It does. How big are those pipes? You measured them before it. Right? I try to measure them only once a day. So, uh, I've only, <laughs> I haven't measured them today, but yesterday they were like 17 ish.
0: I gotta say Give something take here. A couple inches, I don't know yeah. who poured this water for me. Does it taste weird? But it well, it it, it does taste a little bit <laughs> weird. But my main problem is I think somebody is trying to sneak some carbohydrates in here. Uh oh.
1: Okay, so it I, has a purpley <laughs> grapeish so, kind of thing going so it, on. So it just hit me. So I fill up my liter and a half with the some aminos. And so I think when I filled up my bottle, actually looking back, this is exactly what I did. Uh, I had a hint of it and I just poured us both some water.
0: Oh, so there might be. So you're looking so, out for me. You're not trying to sabotage. That's no, different. No, no, It's
1: some uh, non-hug.
0: Oh, yeah, bring it in. Oh.
2: You sure it's not a tainted simple, supplement?
1: Uh, uh, I don't think he put his there. in there. <laughs> uh, the water was pretty high. It'd be easier to get to yeah Inver- that would be inadvertent inadvertent carbs that would be amazing uh, if he just thing? if he just snuck in like <laughs> I didn't know uh, there was pizza on this
0: 25 <laughs> 25- <laughs> just wonder what snuck in 25 grams of straight glucose in the fucking
2: drink <laughs> try to own you i just be like it's like oh hey let's let's film doing a yeah, keto strip Mike buried me with that what was that uh, Mike like, was making his breakfast shake or whatever post workout meal and uh, he had scoops of like just straight carbs. I don't know exactly what it was. <laughs> it was like first form this and then like a bunch of other random, like just weird ingredients. And he made one for Mark. And he's like, I promise I'm only doing one scoop. And he throws two in there. And yeah. Yeah, It was just straight
0: carbs. And it like hit me like in the side of my head. And I was like, ah, my head was floating around the room. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck was in that thing? He's like, we're going to make, what do you say? We're going to make babies. And he dumped in a bunch of wheat germ. I don't know what that was about. That doesn't sound appealing. I don't know if he meant that he and I were going to make, I mean, I was excited. Yeah. But then you're easily excitable. Yeah. Cause he had. Not much it. happened though. Yeah. He was
2: talking about like, he might be like interested in making a baby. So he's taking all this wheat germ or whatever. Dah, 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 so he threw it just a ton in Mark's shake. But so, not his own. Uh, probably his own too. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just did. was funny that, a, that. I love when people are
1: like, this is so good for you. Like, so I'm I, not going to take it. You should take it. It's actually
0: really funny. He had me make his shake and then he made my shake. It was was just like avocado and steak. It was, yeah, yeah. it was, (laughs) it was kind of, uh, it was kind of weird, but, uh, you know, we blended his up right there on the spot and, uh you know he when i'm scooping it out he's like hey 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 he's like you got to go really deep with that scooper <laughs> he's like we he's like, we need some big gains he's like that's a he's like that's just a level scoop he's like who does that he was so mad he was like you got to get it, you got to get in there the whole thing yeah he's like you got to get it like really uh really full it was actually really funny but then then he takes his and just boom downs it and then he's like okay you're up and he's just said you got to slam it that's the only way he does it a full shaker yeah that's a lot. What was it, like, I don't know, 25, 30 ounces of liquid? Yeah, I think shaker's like 24. <laughs> Boom.
2: We filmed it, and I have pictures of it, too, but yeah. It, I had to take a sip soon. of it
0: first, because I knew it was going to be sweet, mm. and then he's like, oh, you didn't chug it, and he's like, you ruined the whole thing. <laughs>
1: start over.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you you
2: can't taste it. You can't figure out what's inside. You got to just chug
1: it.
0: Mike's one of those guys where you hang around with him long enough, and you, you just start to like, want to know everything. You're like, what? Well, what is? How does he? How's he doing any of this? You're just like, well, I don't, I don't get it. You know,
1: just everything he does, whether in and in and outside of the gym too.
0: Yeah, just, just. I mean, he's he's a good athlete. He's a good looking guy. I know people, you know, are always talking about the steroid thing. People are wondering what he's on, if he's on anything at all, because yeah. he's he's said that he's been he said he's natural. He's been saying that for a long time. People are just confused. The guy's six two or six three. He's fifty. Two forty. He's. he's yeah, right now I'd say he's probably about two fifty. Um, it's interesting, man. He he just has he has a lot of muscle mass on him. Yeah, you know. So well, I'm look. All I can see right now is his forearm. I'm like, <laughs> what is that? Yeah. What, how do you get those veins? He's very. He's just very influential. You hang out with the guy for a little while, and you're just. I, I'm really excited for people to see the video that we have uh, coming up. A- Andrew uh, got to uh, witness it firsthand, but I think people are going to be it's, it's going to change a lot of people's minds. People that maybe previously didn't like the dude or yeah. just think he's fucking pompous or whatever, they're gonna watch it and at the very least they're just gonna appreciate him a lot more. Oh, he's that's a cool. Dedicated motherfucker, man. That guy's been going at it hard yeah. for a long time. And uh, you know, I don't appreciate people lying about, you know, whether they take stuff or don't take stuff, but you know, uh a, a company motto, uh, you know, company wide for slingshot is always how does it help? How does it hurt? That's yeah. what we always talk about. That's what we say often. Uh, how does it help any for for him to to go out and say that he does it? You know, is, how does yeah. it help? How does it hurt? Now you can also look at it from the flip side. If he is taking it and he's lying about it, well, then maybe, yeah, maybe maybe some people are losing because they have this hope that he's natural and that they can get that big, and maybe they can't. But still, maybe, people they're chasing yeah, down maybe, a dream. Maybe, maybe it helped not... the
1: first ten or twenty years of his career, and then at this point, it's yeah. been going on so long that. No one, no one would care.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, whether he takes stuff or doesn't take stuff, he's, he's competed and lifted, uh, with many, many people that have taken stuff. Dang preacher curl. Dude, he's so jacked though. Like it doesn't make sense. It, it, it doesn't really make sense. Like, like, uh, I think. A lot of this stuff doesn't really do it justice on how big and jacked he is. I think that uh, when he comes up here, I think he's supposed to come up here in May. Yep. Uh, when he comes up here, you'll really see, because then you'll see him next to me. You'll see him next to the other guys. And he's just fucking, he's just big. Yeah. Fucking big and jacked. I hate him. That son of a, that son of a, that son of a bitch. Um, you were talking about uh, sneaking in your uh, carbs on me over here. Yeah. No, just some aminos. It made me, it made me think of uh, John Am- Anderson. John Anderson has a great quote of, uh, he said, those sneaky little bastards are everywhere. The carbs. <laughs> That's his quote about carbs. John, John is you talk about a war on carbs. He's really had a war on carbs for a long time. For a long, long time. His traps are. Uh, yeah. We lit, don't know what's going on with his traps. A little elevated. Oh, Hearn does a lot of keto, uh, keto style stuff too. Oh, really? He'll pop some carbs here and there after workouts, um, but he'll do keto diets. He'll do, he utilizes uh, intermittent fasting. Okay. Regular forms boy of fasting. trains at like four a.m. So I, I mean, imagine not he, getting up at two or three to eat. He's got a pretty good schedule. So he, the the early training is is kind of wild, but yeah. he feels. Uh, for him, that it uh, is something that separates him apart. And it's what, I mean, I get it. You know, it's uh, something that keeps momentum for him and keeps his spirits high and keeps him uh, feeling like he's kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. When well, really we know, it doesn't really
1: matter when you work out, well, you, you I, work out, you work out. Venice Golds, I can't imagine going at noon or five mm-hmm. o'clock is going to be impossible, especially, you know, yeah. being who he is. So I, I would imagine going at four is kind of necessary.
0: There's uh, There's definitely just something period flat out to having discipline and yeah. adhering to that discipline of doing something repetitively, uh the same way, the same time, all the time, day in, day out. Yeah. He gets there four days a week. I believe he said four days a week at four AM. Um he so when we, we got there at four, he showed up a little bit later. He showed up about four fifteen. Uh we did an hour of uh tricep work and then mm-hmm. about an hour of bicep work. That so, sounds amazing. We were just uh, kind of going from one thing to the next. He doesn't get tired. He did like over 60 reps of 315 reverse grip bench. He did like five sets of 12 reps. Wow. And, you know, he just, the entire time, once once you kind of see him training, and just pulling up some really cool pictures of him, um, once you see him training and once you kind of recognize what he's doing, every set and every rep that he does and At the end of every set and the transition to the next exercise and stuff, he's really trying to like kick the shit out of himself you know, he's really trying to step it up a notch. So for example, on the dips, you know, he did like two sets with like one plate hanging between his legs. He did, uh, you know, one set with two hanging. And he was like, all right, time to finish it up. This was a good, great training session. And on the last set, we were doing sets of 15 on the dips. And the last set, he's got three plates. And uh, it was the only time during the entire workout where he even really struggled a little bit, but he, you know, still, lock- still got them all in there. He's just an animal
1: yeah it seems i know I've you've commented he, before that you yeah. don't, you rarely hear hear him make a sound even or like he, doesn't, he right. doesn't show like he's struggling doesn't show like he's really trying but you can see him he'll ask you him he'll be work. like why are you making that face and what
0: are you doing uh, he'll Be He'll like what are you doing you're like well it fucking hurts yeah <laughs> the reverse grip was really hard for me because uh it's hard for me to get my hands
1: under that way yeah i bet it's probably something if you do it for the next three four months yeah regularly we do a lot of things that you know we we get stuck in these waves where we're doing mm-hmm. the same style or same pan positioning or whatever yeah and the second we change it it feels terrible
0: you know he he did uh he he did you know just kind of bare bone stuff there was uh, nothing complicated we had ben picolski here too um it, he it was the same thing basic yeah you know you don't need he had a complicated flair
1: on some stuff yeah oh absolutely yeah cuz ben his scientific aspects yeah. well
0: and mike is similar you know, Mike. He's got these angles and stuff. and yeah. He wants to, do, he wants to hit things a certain way. I mean, ideally for him, it's all stuff that's his way to showcase him better. Sure. Which you, which you get that idea once you start doing some of these movements. You're like, oh, that's what suits him best. <laughs> so that's what we're uh, rolling with. But it, it was, it was, uh, it was a really cool experience. But my point is, is that your your lifting, your exercises, uh, they don't have to be fancy. They don't have to be super dangerous or super crazy. Um, If if you want to get the benefits of uh, getting a good pump, um, you know, you can superset back and forth between stuff that can work. Um, But I've tried a lot of stuff like that sometimes. And sometimes it feels like you can't, like you're like, where's that pump? I can't get the same pump that I want. And what we did uh, when I was training with Mike is we just, we just fucking hit it hard. That's all it was. There was, there was a good amount of intensity to it. Um, we had four people and uh, we kept rotating. We we're lifting with my brother and lifting with his training partner as well. And we just kind of kept, we kept going in the rotation. It wasn't a lot of breaks, uh, but we weren't at some crazy speed either. So it was yeah. just like, it was good hard work. It was a good training session. And uh, I really, once I saw that from him and then I saw that from Ben as well, it, it just reminded me like, you know what, sometimes you're just trying to confuse this shit too much and maybe you should just stick to a little bit more basic protocol. And it, I love getting around these people. It gets me fired up, gets me excited because now I can share that information with you guys. Yeah. You know, I, when I was working with uh, Rosemary the other day on her deadlift yesterday um i was like let's keep it simple fucking stay here you know she wants she's like oh i want to yeah i want to burn fat i want to. it's like okay that makes sense but that's not what we're doing right now we're going to work on strength strength is going to help give you an opportunity to be able to handle more weight more often and because you can handle more weight more often you build build muscle and because you're building muscle You'll be able to burn off those extra calories that you want to burn off. So let's focus in on that when you're done. If you want to have a finisher that just fucking burns out some calories or change uh, trains a different energy system. then we can focus in on that, but we can't focus in on three things at once.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I get personally, I get a little, like I envision what I'm going to do for that day. And sometimes you yeah. will throw a wrench at me. Like, I oh, no, not know. We're doing this. And in my head, I'm like fuck like i can't like no yeah, I, i'm yeah. not supposed to do i need to do five sets of five right. or i need to do whatever it is and you're like no we're gonna do eights or whatever i'm like no it's impossible
0: from that from a mental side that's where things get to be great and that's where we go back to that four, that 4 a.m training session you know i was just encouraging my brother i was like you should train with him at 4 a.m he's like fuck man he's like that's early i was like yeah but it's just it's just kind of cool now he goes he when he comes home he eats and he goes to sleep Oh, it takes a nap. Yeah. He goes yeah. to sleep for like two hours. He's like, he's like, no one's doing shit at like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. He's like, all they're People doing is getting to work. Yeah. All they're doing is getting to work. They're just taking a shower or whatever. So he's like, I go to bed then and any phone calls or any other things I need to do for the day, I get the whole rest of the day. He goes to bed at like seven though. Yeah. I was like, fuck. That's pretty, I mean, funny. I wake up early. That's, uh, that's
1: lights on or that's uh sun's up.
0: I wake up early, but I'm not training that early. Um, I don't know. As I get older, I'm sure I'll fucking Lose my mind more and probably train earlier. I'm looking forward to that. You, know, you never know, man. I don't know what's going on in fucking powerlifting. That, that's the, the thing. The question of the fucking
1: day is, did you see that 11-13 squat? Yes. Vlad, uh, <sighs> I can't, I can't even, I'm not going to butcher Owl his last name. something? Yeah, mm-hmm. Al. Vlad, yeah. strong as shit. So yeah, he, so he did a 1,250
0: pound squat years ago. A a decade ago. It was fucking 2008. It was 10 years ago. I can't believe that. 10 years ago. So he did this in a, in a, in a multiply lifting. He did a multiply suit. Yep and uh you know when you can wear a multiply suit just so people kind of understand the suit is very very supportive um he had a wide stance he's got some knee wraps cranked on and multiplies he's got briefs under that he's got multiple layers of briefs yeah. as well and at the time things were starting to get kind of out of hand actually at that time things weren't too crazy things weren't too out of hand, but back in, in the day when I had the WPO finals and some of these things, these guys were wearing, you know, three, four, five, you know, (laughs) this, it got to a point where no one cared. They were just like, Hey, you know what? You wear what you want to wear and I'll see you on the platform. We'll figure it it out afterwards, you know? Um, So I don't know what he was wearing exactly in in that case, but yeah, I'm sure he was definitely wearing a pair of briefs. Uh, He was in that old, that old school Inzer uh, canvas suit that was just you know things bulletproof yeah uh, i was never do, able to you, use do, that do, thing
1: do you have one here i feel like i've seen the white
0: oh yeah we have them yeah. yeah we have them here i was never able to use it personally i just never i don't think i ever got the right fit or whatever yeah. it was kind of hard to, to figure out for me but um yeah it was amazing seeing him do that squat so long ago and i think he at some point he disappeared now that guy deadlifts 900 pounds too oh i did not know that that's yeah. insane I don't, I don't know where his bench is at but he he well, thought that's,
1: that's all that matters yeah, yeah. So, 0- 08, he does twelve fifty, and then what? I mean, last week at Pro Raw, I believe it is and in then Australia. So,
0: so he he disappeared. He literally disappeared for a long time from the lifting uh, community. I didn't see anything from when he did this twelve fifty. At the time, he was training with um, I believe he was training with Westside Barbell. I know he did some training with them a little bit here and there. And
2: uh, yeah, this is his nine twenty five deadlift.
0: Jesus Christ! When when was this? Same meet. Oh, okay this is after he squatted 1250 uh, oh jesus
2: <laughs>
0: that was amazing so the only
1: hard part was that last
0: inch yeah he really uh that's what she said he really just ripped it off the ground i mean this guy's been on fire for a long time but he kind of disappeared and didn't know what happened and then i heard that he like broke both his legs or fucking tore both quad muscles or something crazy Needed a long time to rehab. Jesus. But, you know, while he was at Westside, they said they never seen anything like it. You know, they've had, you know, Chuck Vogapool and some really successful lifters. There some people who've done, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we will have Chuck Vogapool on this fucking podcast. So that, that'll come. It's, it's going to take a little bit of time to figure out how to get him here. He doesn't like all this stuff. He doesn't like all the cameras and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like smelly. He kind of looked, looked around. He was all nervous. He's like, I'll do it for you. <laughs> and he like, didn't even want to say it, but he said it anyway.
1: I was like, oh man, that took a lot of courage, even for him just to spit that out. Maybe but. we'll remove some of the cameras and get rid of some lights and film it from a phone. Just yeah. Just so it's low key.
0: It, you know, it's an interesting thing because uh, the guy certainly loves attention. We all do. Sure. You know, somebody that wears a, uh, a beanie that has fucking flames on it yeah. and smashes their head into the bar and screams is somebody that's, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, I do. I've did the same thing in my lifting career. I'd like to make some noise because I'd like to to kind of say, "All right, well, I got these ten seconds to fucking showcase myself. Hopefully, these people are excited, and uh, hopefully, I can get some people making some noise for me, so it'll it'll make it feel better." You know, I'm kind of fired up. Yeah, trying to figure out a way to talk myself into lifting weights that I probably shouldn't be lifting in, in the first place. But yeah, so so Vlad disappears from the sport for a long time, comes back, comes out of nowhere. It's not like. um It's not like we've seen huge lifts popping up from him on Instagram or I I haven't seen anything like that. He's, he disappeared for a long time. He comes flying up out of nowhere and uh, in Australia, he squats 11, 13 without the suit on no suit and just knee wraps, knee wraps. Yeah. And fucking Ed Cohn was there and he filmed it.
1: Pretty cool. huh? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I thought that video was awesome. Ed Cohn has seen every lift
1: imaginable. And he remembers uh, a lot of lifts, too. I've I've overheard him speaking to people and they bring up, oh, I was at this meet or saw this. And he'll bring up the numbers and, you know, what happened, what attempt it was, all that.
0: Is this the first 1,100-pound squat, or someone else snuck one in there first, right? I think someone else did. Somebody else nailed, like, an 1,102 kind of recently. I love that it's 1,113, too. It's just, like, that's so much it's more 11 weight. like, 1,113.33, maybe, or something like that. 505 kgs, man. This is an insane lift. Uh, for those of you who are not watching on YouTube, we're, we're playing the video right now. And uh, he's got a real wide stance, and he just pushes back into it, much like the way he lifted in his suit. There's uh, a lot of different angles of it on the internet. The, the main thing about the uh, about this particular squat is, um, you know, as he comes back up, it looks like he has a hard time kind of standing up um, all the way, but then he kind of balances it before he puts it in the rack. It looked like a, a very legitimate squat to me. Yeah, it doesn't look questionable at all. Um, depth wise, depth wise, it looked like he he put it where he needed to put it. Um, it's hard. It's so hard to judge some of these guys too. These guys have huge legs. Um, and, you know, you'll have those people that are kind of like, ah, it's 11-13, just give it to them. Well, we don't, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to get in situations where we're lowering the standards too much. But uh, at the same time, it's very difficult for a judge to call it properly because the judges are all fans. Yeah. Or former lifters or current yeah. lifters. And they're excited. And you're part of it. Yeah, you're part of it. You can't help but hear the crowd yeah. and all that stuff. And the, everyone's getting all
1: fucked. And then you're going to be the guy oh. that red light on yeah, It's fucking beautiful squat. Well, and then you have at the Arnold Festival, you got Ray, fucking Ray Williams. The guy's indestructible, squatting a thousand sixty nine,
0: <laughs> Ray sleeves. Yeah, Ray Williams. Um, you know he's a young guy, but he's uh he's starting to really accumulate some longevity, which I I got to be honest, I didn't think it was going to happen. The way the way that he lifts, he lifts very, very heavy very often. Uh, he brings it at every fucking meet. But when you look at his training, he doesn't train... Uh, his weights are always crazy because he's, he's a big guy and he's strong as shit. Um, but it's just... It's unbelievable the the amount of weight he's been able to squat. I mean, how many thousand plus pound squats has he had? Oh, I, dozens? I mean, I don't... I mean, how often <sighs> did he hit that? Yeah, I mean he's probably uh hitting a thousand pound squat um at least you know once or twice in every meet yeah now and then from here on out if he continues to get stronger he'll squat a thousand pounds or more probably every meet um i think vlad when he did his 11, nine, 11 13 i think he opened up with something pretty light from what i've heard it was nine something it was like i mean i when i say light sure. i mean Re- like relatively yeah, relatively light compared to uh the weight that he ended up hitting, you know, that's always a tough thing to play uh, when you're trying to figure out those things. But what I find fascinating, first of all, the difference between Vlad squat from 10 years ago. I mean, that's just fucking awesome longevity. I don't think the guy was young when he did his 1250 either. Um, The difference between 1250 and 1115 is 137 pounds, which really truthfully, I don't think is that much weight. um, When you consider that, that he had a, that he has a squat suit on i i think that my squat suit my best uh raw squat and this was a gym squat that by no means would get passed anywhere uh my best gym squat was 700 pounds and my best squat in a meet uh was uh 1080 yeah so there's that's a wild discrepancy almost, four, almost 400 pounds it's <laughs> a lot of, that's a lot of extra kickback that i got from that suit now i yeah. also i also never tried my heaviest squat when i was my biggest my strongest raw so, yeah
1: the stories of you in gear it sounds like i mean it sounds yeah. like there are times you literally load up four plates and start in your suit yeah like you wouldn't even
0: yeah yeah i didn't i didn't do a lot of raw training then um i do recall uh there was a time when donnie thompson was like ah you need to get out of that suit and not mess with that weight you know not mess with that thing all the time and uh i recall doing seven plates for a couple reps um I don't even know if I had knee wraps on. I think we were like squatting off a box or something like okay. that. So either way though, uh, the most weight I'm going to scump, the most weight I'd ever, uh, think that I was a- capable of doing might be 750. Like that would be, yeah. you know, uh, raw, you know? And so, uh, that's a huge discrepancy for, for him, you know, all these years later, he gets 10 years older. Uh, he takes off his gear. He had multiple, uh, injuries along the way and he's still able to. and then he's able to squ- still squat an all-time world record under different conditions it's uh, insane it's fucking crazy i mean one of the only other people i know to do anything like that was matt Wenning. yeah matt Wenning did a uh 1197 squat uh in multiply gear and he did like an 865 squat Somewhere in that neighborhood, 865 squat uh, in just a pair of knee sleeves. And at the time it was a world record for that weight class. I can't remember if he was oh, like raw.
1: He must've been, yeah, he must've yeah. been
0: uh, 308. Unbelievable though. I mean, it's just crazy. And then the discrepancy between, or the difference in weight between Ray Williams and Vlad is, is only 44 pounds. What lift do you think is more impressive?
1: Uh, I mean, raising knee sleeves, that alone is a huge thing. He walked it out. That's another factor. Um, and it was US uh, APL, which I mean, the yeah, rules and regulations
0: are uh, a lot steeper, and yeah. then also. Uh, and I'm not
1: trying to take away from Vlaza yeah. whatsoever. No, oh, he's going to be pissed. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he will. <laughs>
2: he's going to uh, track you down.
1: But I mean, that's just that's just beyond impressive. And he it's, and he absolutely murdered it too. Like it, yeah. it wasn't shaky. Yeah, I I I had the
0: pleasure of seeing ray williams lift in person multiple times and it's it's a thing you know it's a thing to watch him go lift like anybody that anybody that ever gets a chance uh anybody that's anywhere near uh where this dude's gonna um where this dude's going to party and hit up, hit up a lift. You got to go see it, man, because he's, he's not only uh, lifting these big weights, but he's also a showman. He loves, he loves getting the crowd hyped up and amped up and he's super happy and super positive. Um, he'll hit up these big lifts and then somebody will ask him, you know, how he did it. And he'll just be like, I got to thank Jesus, man. Jesus was with me. Like he's, he's very, very religious and people are just scratching their head. They're like, they're like, man, that's, a, <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of weight to move. Even if you do have God on your side, you know, yeah. just uh unbelievable lifter, somebody who's uh really positive and who knows, you know, some of these, maybe some of these lifts will, uh, you know, draw attention to powerlifting and, and help, help kind of move it along. Yeah. I know some of the chicks are blowing up some big weights too. We talk about that quite a bit, but we talked yeah. about
1: getting uh, Steffi Cohen out here. Yeah. Been talking to her, talked to her a little bit today. She's going to get her out here pretty soon, hopefully in the next couple months. God
0: damn. How come they're so strong?
1: I don't know. (laughs) What are we doing wrong? Everything. Oh my God. Are you going to train today? Uh, I trained this morning. Remember I texted you. I was concerned for you because you weren't there. Oh, you you hit up pizza for breakfast. I did. Yeah. We did a little- Did you uh, just turn it into a bicep workout? (laughs) uh, Knowing that we're benching tomorrow, I didn't do any upper body. You'd be proud. You're one of those guys. I planned. Yeah, you're worried about the next day. Uh, to to be honest, when after I tore my bicep, I it really <laughs> it kind of. How is the bicep six, going? It's good. Yeah, uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit more until it's finally healed. Or I don't maybe what I got going is just what it is. But um, I can pretty much do everything. Um,
0: you've, you've lifted in uh, knee wraps and knee sleeves before. What's the, What's the difference in strength for you? You think?
1: Um, well, my best uh, knee wrap. Um squat is 529 and then sleeves is a measly four ninety-one. So it's only like thirty something, forty
0: pounds. Yeah. Um lots well, of difference uh, between these guys. This eleven thirteen squat and this thousand sixty-nine is forty-four pounds. Look at that. Oh my God. The similarities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of time I think for a lot of lifters they get about fifty pounds uh you know, fifty pound boost out of their knee sleeves, but there's some guys that really crank them down, and they swear they get a 100, 150 out of them. Which yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, when I did the five twenty nine, I honestly it was a couple years ago. I bet uh, you my, I bet you my my sleeve squat was probably in the low fours. I probably got close to seventy five hundred pounds out of it. What do you like better? Uh, I mean sleeves. I mean yeah. they're just you put it's them so on, you leave them on. Yeah. You don't have to. the The biggest issue for me is a it hurts, but that's fine. I can get over that. But having someone to wrap them. Right, because if I wrap, yeah. by the time you're done wrapping, them, your your hands right. are on fire. You're done. So it used to be really, we'll see, it used to feel. be
0: really a common practice to just wrap your knees. Wrap people, your own. Well, a lot of people uh, just well that uh, even for powerlifting, yeah, people would wrap their own knees, and then bodybuilders, powerlifters, people that just wanted to train for strength and wanted to you know get after it and hit a little bit more weight, they just wrap their knees every training session.
1: Yeah, so before squatting, I actually used knee wraps a lot for leg press. Yeah. Before I came to yeah. ST, I, yeah, went yeah, I didn't a really squat much. It was leg, load that puppy up. Get the <laughs> three meter and go. Jessica Smith thinks this is really... Attacking my integrity. She's laughing about the uh, knee wraps. Uh, it might have press. been a three and a half meter. We had some, we had Lauren... AKA Lolo and I had some stupid wrap that felt like it was the size of the room. And just wrapped your
0: knees forever and just tried to load up as much as you could. And it was always leg press. You think about it though, it makes sense to wrap stuff up. I think, you know, some of those old school guys, I think they had a point. I think you can wrap your shit too much. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, but a knee a knee wrap is just uh, so much more specific than an actual uh, knee sleeve. You know, and you, you can just put the pressure on just the right spot. You can even change out the stiffer ones. Yeah. Um, when I was when I was a kid and I was getting into all this, I mean, I used to every training session I'd wrap for the last couple sets, and uh, my coach at the time he always wanted me to squat deeper to get more out of the. Uh, knee wrap. So I would just squat kind of normal. And then when I put the knee wraps on and I got specific weights on there, I would take them a little deeper because you have that kind of compression sitting yeah. there. We got, uh, you know, my buddy, uh, Austin Baumgarten, he's, uh, coming off that knee injury.
1: He's been you wrapping know? a lot lately. I forgot about, I forgot about that, but yeah, it makes sense. He's been wrapping most of his squats. Yeah.
0: So he and I had a discussion and I said, you know, you probably, you probably shouldn't be wrapping your knee. Um, because it, it can allow you to squat lower. And he's like, Oh, that's what's been happening. I've been squatting lower, but then I now have knee pain. And I was like, Yeah, because you can squat <laughs> while you're doing the squat, it doesn't hurt. But you uh, know. yeah. But afterwards, because your range of motion isn't there yet, it's uh it's just allowing you to do something that you otherwise couldn't normally do. And so for him, coming off that injury, uh, it's a big deal.
1: Yeah, we're actually seeing a lot some of our athletes are reaching out and we're seeing more on social media people starting to use wraps, you know, go mm. back to wraps last couple of years, sleeves is have been huge in powerlifting that people are realizing, wait, I can get more out of my squat. I put on some wrap. So mm. more and more. Austin Baumgarten is also the guy that, uh,
0: showed me this, uh, steroid video from, uh, Oh, this guy's name, Steroids? John, John Bravo. Bravo. I've never heard of him before. Have you heard of this guy before? Mm-mm. Yeah. I never really heard of him before, but I thought he, I thought the video was really good. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, he spent a lot of time, you know, putting this, uh, putting this thing together. Oh, uh-oh. look at that! Who's that? Bell Brothers. <laughs> Dang! Look at Chris. Hey, we're always going to be involved in something like this, right? Yeah. Wait, is for so. one word or two words? I don't know. I don't think we ever. I don't think we ever figured it out. I know steroid is one word,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you can't
0: spell it. And you can't spell it without "st" in it, right? There That's very go. true. No, I I saw this report, you know, and the guy, you know, talked about how it's important for him to be accurate and. A lot of these different things. I don't really know what the benefit of the video was. I know that he was uh, trying to uh, trying to nail down you know, Roman Reigns. And then in the end, he didn't really have anything that was substantial to nail him down. So it was a little weird. But I never got a phone call. Never got an email. He never tried to hit me up. He's just yeah. trying to get one side of the story, I guess. I'm not sure.
1: That's kind of how the case is with most things. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I think the guy was calling from prison. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i had that doing the interview in prison that's pretty crazy and i've i've uh
0: i've actually heard those before i've heard those (laughs) noises before oh talking to my brother back in the day (laughs) you're like oh my god this just got so real i can't believe it anyway you know there's always going to be things like this that uh circulate and uh you know, for me, you know, I, I get stuff prescribed by a doctor that's the way I do it. It's, uh, the only way I should be doing it anyway, at this point, I'm old, I'm falling apart. And, uh, you know, this whole thing with uh, Richard Rodriguez, uh, you know, he was claiming to be a doctor. So a lot of people were going to him and then he started an affiliate program the way that a lot of other people do, uh, via, you know, um, a lot of supplement companies use stuff like that. And he was doing the same thing. And so some people, were kind of off the races with with promoting it. Uh, I never did anything like that. I did make people aware of it because because of the movie Bigger Stronger Faster. People ask me about steroids all the time, so I've I've told people about it before and stuff like that. But I always just tell people, yeah, you know, go hit go hit up somebody else. Don't yeah. don't be uh, don't be bugging me about it. Anyway, I thought it was a good video. Yeah, well, it was uh, filmed very well. I sure. gave it a like on YouTube. Did you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> you, gave, you gave it a thumbs that's up. What I did. I well, did. That's I good. It, yeah, I gave it a thumbs you gotta up. Gotta put that in the comments. I think. I, I think I should. Anything else? Um, no, that's about it. All right. Well,
2: I think that's it. Andrew, anything else? Any no. questions flying in from these fatties? Not too much. Just uh, Scott said he joined the war on carbs. He's down fifteen pounds. Wow yeah and then, 15 uh, pounds that's couple great. more people talking about smoky
0: oh my god are
1: they yeah. positive or negative negative?
0: positive so uh i forgot to mention uh you know i posted it, posted on my uh instagrammers um that i lost 100 pounds down 100 pounds my absolute fattest was 330 i think i actually was
2: like a little bit more than
0: 330 but i don't want to talk about it <laughs>
2: Well, people asking for poop stories. So now that you're down a hundred pounds, Ooh. anything new? Oh yeah, how is it? How does it all function the same? Ah, uh, great question. So the
1: main like th- seriously, I mean that's that's crazy. So so the main thing is, um,
0: before some of you guys came around, you you might have been around for some of the beginning parts of this. You know, I used to always talk about and I would think talking about blowing things up isn't like great thing to talk about anymore because people are actually blowing yeah. things up but blow I used to blow it up I used to blow up the toilet at Starbucks all the time <laughs> yes I was, and I, I was would,
1: very well aware of that yeah
0: I'd make references to it on Facebook and i and then I was just blowing up bathrooms left and right kind of like wherever I'd go I would call it going public and I would like write about it on Facebook and I'd talk about it in a bunch of different ways and then at one point I, I got like so into it that I was gonna like make a book I'm like I need to make a book that tells that rates the different toilets. Like in the area, so when I travel, you know, if you go to Columbus and I hit up this gas station, don't go there. The fucking bathroom's gross. That sounds you know, like, like a star a great system app.
1: or a toilet system, right? Yeah, you yeah, can like toilets.
0: Yeah, and people were yeah, that has to exist. People were asking about. It. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> how check. the poop story started on the podcast Got in the it. first place. It all originated from my ass in the <laughs> in the very <laughs> in the very, uh, very beginning, very beginning uh, phases of it, but. Uh, yeah, my shits used to just be horrific. I'd be in there forever, just blasting it out. And now, uh, my sh- not all my shits are tapered, but they're okay. getting closer to
1: that point. That's good. Do you a few, few more pounds, you think? It's a lot, it's a lot uh, neater, a lot easier, a lot easier to get back there. That's what. I, so that was actually one of my main questions. Yeah. Now, I mean, you're no. not. I know for a fact you're a, you're not flexible. Nope. And then you add an extra six inches on each side of your body. How are you getting back there? Or are you a back to front? mm-hmm you're a back to fronter i don't know no towards my balls yeah no 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 I don't you don't? towards my balls okay. no, i'm worried about that i would be too yeah
0: i don't want to get poop on my nuts <laughs> that'd be disgusting it's like a permanent tan yeah oh, no. it'd be disgusting <laughs> you know I, I at this point <laughs> at this point you know with my special toilet lid I don't oh, even have to haven't. wipe my yeah, ass. Yeah, you probably haven't wiped in like two years. <sighs> well, so sometimes I got to wipe and I'm so frustrated about it. Like I had to wipe before I came here because I pooped at Phil's. So maybe you need to... <laughs> Something's never changed. you need to design
1: a, a portable bidet.
0: So that's what I was thinking, that you, uh, like, so, like, I could picture myself, I'm, like, getting on the airplane, and I got my headphones on with me, I got my water bottle, I got my uh, backpack on, and I got my fucking toilet lid. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> kind of, like, wrapped around my arm, you know, and I sit next to the guy. What if it's one that, like, uh,
1: can connect to any faucet? Oh, uh, yeah. Faucet oh, so you has. shit right in the sink. <laughs> well, no, you shit oh. in the bathroom, but then you go into the main area, that's and that's, that's where you wipe up, or that's where you hose off. <laughs> This
0: is a brilliant
1: idea. <laughs> we're getting a lot of good ideas. It needs to be
0: th- thought out a little bit more though. I don't know. Does it? Cena and just I had the an idea a long time ago for the clear toilet and uh oh. we're still still in production with that. <laughs> then we decided we needed a clear floor and it's just the money, you know, the money side of things. Yeah. Got a little out of hand, but he and I both have a lot more money now from the time we, we talked about do it. it. I mean, back then when we had the idea, he was just eating expired protein, so
1: mm. for free,
0: right? <laughs> yeah yeah i hope so i hope hope it was for uh for free yep yep so down 100 pounds feeling good um uh health wise i feel really good i feel like i got a lot of energy i feel better than i ever ever have before uh now the next thing to figure out is uh how to continue to get healthier and how to continue to get stronger so i don't really have a desire to really continue to lose much body weight although that may happen and if it does i'll just like let it take its natural uh course um but uh yeah i guess if i'm trying to make sense of some of this so carnivore diet a lot of things fall into place really well with the carnivore diet um because you've gotten rid of a lot of other things a lot of other foods uh you removed a lot of other foods, and so therefore, uh, what your body's trying to do, and some of the vitamins and minerals and stuff like that, they don't matter as much um, because vitamin C and a lot of these vitamins and minerals that we thought were really crucial, uh, they've only been tested on people that are already kind of "quote unquote" sick or people that are already kind of have a poor diet. And uh, it's not like you don't need vitamin C, but there is vitamin C in beef. There's um, so anyway. Once you once you start to get, if you're going to do the carnivore diet, you kind of have to be all in. Doesn't make sense yeah. to really bubble around it too much. Uh, although I've had some success recently, mixing in a little bit a little bit of stuff here and there. But the next goal is to uh, bring down the amount of fat that I take in a little bit and mm-hmm. replace a little bit of that with carbohydrates. And what I'm hoping is that I'll get a nice mix of uh, being stronger and having better performance in the gym. Um, and maybe, maybe even putting on like a little bit of size you know, maybe yeah. even putting on like a little bit of uh, muscle because, you know, somewhere along the line, when you're trying to, you know, get like a better, when you're trying to look better aesthetically, you're thinking, oh, I'll just weigh less. Well, you, that's not the only way to do it. You can uh, also uh, build some muscle. So I feel like I did a good job of, of stripping the weight off. And, uh, not that I necessarily, I'm going to try to intentionally gain some weight, uh, but I'm going to be eating sweet potatoes. If you never tried a Japanese sweet potato, you have to try it because it's fucking unbelievable. Uh, I'm going to be mixing in some oranges and some cranberry juice. The cranberry juice has iodine in it. It also has a little bit of, uh, potassium in it. And I think, you know, bringing some of these things in, I think will, will, uh, will help me a lot. I get a lot of questions about fiber. Um, I, I haven't ever really noticed a, a big difference with fiber, but I also am not somebody that's ever really taken in large amounts of it. I don't think I ever gave vegetables enough of a chance for me to ever figure out how to digest them all that well.
1: <laughs> Never gave them a chance.
0: Yeah, I don't eat. I mean, I eat them, but I don't eat them regularly. Um, I do the carrot thing. The yeah,
1: also you eat a salad, like you get yeah. some meat on or whatever. Yeah,
0: so some of that stuff sometimes is to be is almost to be a little bit more social and yeah. just to kind of like... uh it's like getting
1: the club soda when you're out
0: versus yeah. drinking water. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just uh, sometimes it's just to have food in front of you because everyone else, you know, ordered an appetizer yeah. or whatever, uh, whatever it might be. But what I've learned, you know, going through this whole process is that it takes a really long time. And I was going to make this kind of long-ass post on Instagram, but I just... I was like, yeah, I'll save that for some other time and try to explain it better some other way. But it's, it's not that the, um, it's not that the dieting is hard. It just takes a really long time. And so that's where the difficulty comes in. Because if I'm, if I'm working with Smokey, Smokey and I've worked before on him dropping some LBs and I say, Hey, Hey, here's the, you know, Here's the 15 foods that you're allowed to eat over the next two weeks or whatever. Um, and he does it strict and he starts getting all fired up, coming to the gym, training every day, doing a little bit of cardiovascular training as well. And at the end of 14 days, he's like, I haven't lost one fucking pound and so that's where it starts to get to be hard then 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 the next week maybe we make some alterations and then you lose like two pounds and you're like i've been on a diet for three weeks and i lost two pounds yeah then we make some more alterations and maybe you lose another two right but then two weeks later you gain two again or a week after that you go on vacation or something you get injured something you tweak something and now it's like we got resistance stacked upon resistance stacked upon resistance and we end up uh in a tough spot and we end up losing motivation we end up losing uh the drive and and the very goal that we set out to do that we talked about doing it's no longer getting done anymore because fatigue destroys everybody fatigue makes cowards of us all and at some point you're you'll just you'll fucking run out of energy And so for me, you know, going from 3.30 uh, down to 2.30, it wasn't something that happened in a real short period of time. It's been many years. I've been working on this for many years. And the lowest I've gotten in recent years is probably about 2.40, 2.45, somewhere in there for the BSN shoot that I did. Yeah, I remember that. A while back. But, you know, trying to trying to think that it's going to happen in like six months, or trying to think that something's going to happen in even, you know, a couple weeks or even a year or two, it, it's going to take you a really long time. You know, when you're trying to really make changes, I feel that like I've made changes, uh, in all aspects of my life and I feel better in, in everything that I'm doing. So it's not, the diet is like a side thing. And I think that sometimes, uh, in the fitness community, sometimes people can, start to view you as like oh fuck he's like we lost him you know like where where is he going now he talks about diet every day now he it's not so much the diet it's really what i've fallen in love with is the discipline of it and what it's teaching me uh out outside of that because what i'm excited about is i get to share that with other people now yeah i get to show them show them what what i think works because a lot of different diets can work but if you don't have the discipline to follow them you're kind of fucked yeah strength is never a weakness weakness is never a strength i'm out
2: of (laughs) here that was pretty good